Hello and welcome to yet another episode of the Geospatially Africa podcast, the podcast for the African Geospatial community. My name is Opayemi. And I am Enyobong Benson. And in today's episode, we'll be talking to you about how to volunteer to build your portfolio. So in this episode, we'd like to talk to you about some of the opportunities that you can get for volunteering and even sometimes internships to apply some of the skills and techniques that you are learning and to showcase your work basically. So please come along with us in this episode and I hope that you'll learn a thing or two about building your portfolio through volunteering. And most importantly, we're going to put all this information as links on the show notes so you can have access to them you know, anytime you want to. So without much ado, let's get started. Did you know that as a student or early career professional in the geospatial field, or even as a veteran who just wants to give back to maybe for your use your technical skills to you know to better the world, so to say, you can gain valuable skills and impact the world positively through volunteering. So you might ask, maybe you've heard one once or twice what maybe volunteering being used. So what exactly is volunteering? Volunteering can be likened to internship in the sense that as per volunteering, it's a simple act of an individual or group giving their free time, skills and labor and technical abilities to a particular service or a cause. So basically it's mostly free you probably are most likely not getting any financial reward in return, but in exchange for your time, your skills, abilities, you get to impact positively in a particular space that you, you, you maybe have a passion for. Sometimes some people might liken it to internship in the sense that internship oftentimes might be also free and internships are definitely you know, professional learning experiences that offer practical work experience in a field of study or career where an intern is interested in. So mostly internships usually have to do with, you know, getting some college credits or applying for maybe school, something related to school or postgraduate studies. Although internships sometimes are paid for, they are also what you call unpaid internships, which can in many ways be likened to volunteering except that internships are definitely compulsory you probably need it to fulfill some certain criteria in your studies or or whatnot so there are also internships for maybe an early career person wants to get into a new field and then you don't have the required qualifications or work experience to get a proper entry-level job so you might just be an intern for an organization doing what you're interested in and it might be paid or unpaid but in that level it's a bit different from volunteering in the sense that volunteering is usually you trying to offer your skills to fulfill a particular cause maybe to better the world or in in a way you see fit so um this episode basically is focusing more on volunteering uh, especially in the geospatial field where and even in this part of the world where, you know, we've sort of stressed it from time to time that um, there are really not many opportunities, you know, for 
work in the geospatial field currently and that's a challenge that we all have to overcome and like our guest in the previous episode talked about emmanuel he said that you know there's a there's a need for more startups in the geospatial sphere whereby you can offer more work there'll be more work for geospatial developers and geospatial technicians when there are more startups but unfortunately in this part of the world we don't have a lot of companies using this skill yet and that's the room for potential that's the room for growth but to be able to apply the skills that you're learning you know the softwares that you have mastered and all that even if there are no jobs currently there's a way to apply these skills and to grow even these skills and to grow your visibility in the sector and that's really is through volunteering you can do that very well through volunteering and that's why we said we bring this episode to you we'll be introducing you to the different types as well as some of the places where you can volunteer all right that's very true and i think i liked the fact that you pointed out that although internship and volunteering might seem similar on the surface but the primary difference is the primary reason that someone is performing this activity. So like you said, internship is for, you know, gaining knowledge, professional knowledge, while volunteering is, you know, you're giving back to, you know, the community or just your desire to help out, you know, to make things maybe easier or better. So I'm just going to talk about the types of volunteering. For example, we have paid on paid volunteering. We also have the physical or in-person volunteering or you have um, the virtual or home-based volunteering. So for the paid volunteering, this is where, you know, you get paid for volunteering your time or your skill, your expertise. But the bottom line is that you're giving back. So sometimes your organization you're volunteering to might decide to, you know, give a stipend for some reason so that you can, they can reimburse you. So some volunteering could be physical or in-person where you have to be physically uh, present in those locations, for example, with field work or field data collection. Others might just be sitting on the computer and working. And so that's virtually done. And during COVID, we, we saw a lot of these virtual opportunities spring up. Yes. And um, from experience, that's basically it, you know, the different types of volunteering. And even for most times, although we say most times volunteering is unpaid, there are certain types of volunteering that actually have a particular stipend you know like inia has already said and one of them would even be the un volunteers program so with that said i'll just go on to talk about some of the skills as a geospatial person that you can learn or better or improve on through volunteering and i know you already have guessed it there's the technical skills as a as a geospatial as a gis analyst you know, offering your technical skills could also help you better these skills. And then there's also the non-technical skills that you can improve on, such as community development, corporate communication, gaining global work skills, and all sorts. So I'll just do a bit of uh, introduction to these different skills and how, from my experience, I feel you could better these technical skills, uh, these skills. So first of all, there's the technical skills that you can polish. So for example, as an undergraduate or as a recent graduate in GIS or geoinformatics, you know, you don't have uh, probably the right experience or enough internship experience to go into an entry-level job. 
or probably you just haven't found the entry-level job you're looking for, when you volunteer to certain organizations, for example, there's GISE or some uh, organizations that actually use certain parts of your experience or certain parts of your skills. For example, there's one of the organizations that we'll talk on later, GISE. Basically, they offer cartographic uh, support to NGOs and volunteers in these organizations go on to work on, you know, corporate level maps, maps that help NGOs to better communicate their impact and their work. And if you're, for example, if you're using some of your skills that you've only learned within the four walls of the classroom and you're applying it to certain projects that companies or organizations actually use, you know, you have no choice but to be the best at it. You have no choice but to bring in all the experience that you've learned and even learn some more new skills to improve on so that you can give the best map or best visualization that you can. And even apart from that, you have in most organizations, you have, you know, depending on your skill level, you probably have supervisors or people that are better than you in that field to guide you on your way, to teach you things that you didn't know on how to improve your you know, the skills that you're already using. So they'll give you feedback, constructive criticism and all that. And all this ends up helping you to improve these skills that you have. So be it the cartographic skills, be it the use of, you know, software like Agile and QGIS and all that, be it uh, programming or coding, you know, in R and all that. You know, these organizations actually teach you. They, they, sort, they sort of serve as a nursery for your skills, to improve on them. So, you know, you are not getting paid directly, but you are getting the experience. You are getting the improvement in your skills, which you would definitely, which would definitely count towards, you know, your experience when you are now applying to your jobs, or it could even help you get jobs. So that aside, there's the technical skills. Then the non-technical skills would be like, you know, the skills that you gain from, for example, if you have to work your volunteering team is probably a global team and you have different people from different parts of the world on your team, you definitely have to gain experience with working in a diverse team. And in the global village that we are today where the world is so small and there's so many, most teams that have diversity and inclusion, most organizations that have this, will probably have workers or employees working from different parts of the world, especially in this world of global or remote working. So when you volunteer, when you've probably volunteered in the past for global organizations, for international NGOs like this or whatnot, you already have this experience of working within a larger team of people from different parts of the country. And, you know, that's one of the experiences personally that I really enjoyed about, you know, volunteering for international or global organizations like this is that you have the experience already you've already gained valuable experience of how to understand and appreciate other people's work culture personal experiences and all that which will definitely be a plus for you when you now want to apply to say an international organization you know they already see that you've okay been in this sort of work environment before so you will definitely thrive you'll be able to thrive in that type of experience so i hope i've been able to communicate some of the technical and non-technical skills that you can 
gain from volunteering you know so even despite you're not getting money or you're not getting paid these skills that you are going to learn are invaluable to your career progress and growth i totally agree with what you said i think um Apart from, you know, people learning some of these, uh, you know, skills, like the category you mentioned, technical skills and non-technical, I think also people who are volunteering, right, could also impact these skills. They could impact technical skills to, you know, people who are also volunteering on the team. They could also uh, get to teach other people how to communicate, how to work with, with others. Maybe like uh, you talk about working on a global team, right? So imagine working virtually. I've seen some job description where they need someone to have experience working remotely, right? So this could be you not know, count as that kind of experience for you if you're working remotely on you know international teams. And I think that's a really great opportunity there. So I want to also now talk about some of the benefit, direct benefit that you can get from volunteering. Uh, let me mention some of them, but here are just a list of some things you can gain from volunteering. For example, you could develop your technical skills as well as your soft skill. You talked about communication, uh, talking to people online the right way, and also sharing your um, ideas. I know some people who have been uh, appointed as committee leaders, you know, because they just volunteered and, you know, they didn't even think that they could be able to do this. And now they're becoming leaders, leading, you know, communities. And I think that's really uh, something that someone can learn. You can also gain experience working with different people from different cultures, different backgrounds, you know, learn from their personal experience, how to improve your own experience. And I think that's really brilliant. Another thing you could do is you can build confidence in your own skills and ability, right? You're getting feedback from people who have probably have more experience than you do, right? And this feedback can help you improve as you know, a professional, as also a person. So I think this is, this is really great thing that you can learn. And volunteering also gives you the opportunity to, to learn different things, right? You could work in a project that you don't even know anything about, but just being on a team, you can learn new skills from, from, from that. For example, I worked in a project while I was volunteering. I learned something I didn't quite know at the time. So I learned a skill that I didn't know, and I think that was really brilliant. And I built on top of what I knew already. So these are things that you can, you can learn while volunteering. And, and along the line, you can you know, you know a lot about the industry because the special industry is really huge, it's really large. So the aspect you might not know, but volunteering can help you, you know, dive into different aspects because some of these organizations, they work with different, um, in different sectors as well. You can see people working in the environmental sector, maybe doing mapping, cartography. So these are different things you can learn, you know, also the, the, the volunteer, you can also learn, you know, to, how to do your special software development. So these are things that you could, you know, start to dive in and get interested in. Finally, you can also have the opportunity to expand your network. This is really important because you need to you know, get in touch with people. You need to keep your network alive. That's the way you get to learn from people. That's the way you get to get noticed when you do something. So voluntary helps you expand that network and help you learn from more people, get to meet people that have similar interests, people you can learn from, people you can even become mentors too or they can mentor you so this is also an opportunity a good um, thing you get from volunteering and being a volunteer so there are also different we talked about all these different things all these different things you can gain from volunteering uh, how you can start volunteering but we haven't mentioned all the different just special organizations that you can volunteer to so that's one thing we're going to have to start discussing about so 
it's really important that you know your portfolio like we talked about in the previous episode is filled with projects you've done experience if you've done and because this is going to attract you know recruiters this is what people want to know they want to know that you know what you're doing and like we mentioned volunteering is one way to do that so what are some of the organizations that can help you achieve these goals while also contributing to the success of you know the world through these organizations okay me i think you might want to jump in here okay yeah well said Amy. very well said so let me just go ahead now and talk about you know places where you can volunteer like we said already volunteering can be in different sectors not even only geospatial but for the purpose of this episode we'll be talking about some of the organizations that offer volunteering opportunities within the geospatial sector so most of these organizations that offer volunteering are usually ngos in the sense that they are not for-profit organizations most of them are funded by bootstrapping or even by grants or you know little um support from both public and private sector but it's usually not for profit so that's why they usually don't offer payments or remuneration per se so most organizations are ngos like i said and the organizations that offer volunteering would most likely state it on their website or profile maybe on social media or whatnot and from time to time they would offer calls for volunteers now one of the most maybe most publicly visible volunteering organization is probably the un and even the un has opportunities for volunteers but apart from that if you like an organization especially an ngo and you like what they do even if they don't state it outrightly on their website you could get in touch with them and see if you can get volunteer for them because who doesn't want somebody that is passionate working on their team whether they can pay for them or not you understand so you can reach out to any organization to say you want to volunteer or even for an internship or unpaid internship position so um let me now just go and talk about some of the organizations that i know about that offer you know volunteering op- um, opportunities and first of all is the un volunteers program like i mentioned earlier and you can get it we will definitely be linking all these organizations in the show notes so that you can go through them and see which ones you would like to offer your um um your time to to volunteer for so uh the un volunteers program has you know a website where there are different opportunities to volunteer and everything you need to know about those opportunities are stated on the website they are always actively seeking volunteers in different sectors even not only geospatial mind you the un volunteers is not only a geospatial in fact most of the um most of the uh, opportunities on the un volunteers page it's mostly different sectors generally but you might be lucky enough to find one or two volunteering um gis role to volunteer for there's also the urisa gis Corps, which is a volunteering organization that was set up years ago and there's always opportunities at the urisa gis Corps. and when you volunteer when you register to be a gis Corps um volunteer you get 
regular updates on jobs that fit your profile with them. So you probably get emails from time to time stating the project and how you can help them. And based on your experience, I think all you need to do is just signify interest and maybe do a short interview. And if you're good enough, then you get the opportunity to volunteer. So these are volunteering jobs. Usually, maybe you probably volunteer maybe a few hours of your, of your week for a period of months. And you get to see a project through from the beginning to the end. And that's a very good way to volunteer and basically build and basically contribute. So now this particular one might not be for very early entry level um, work, it might not be for maybe new graduates. Most of the projects on there are for people that, you know, are already experts, GIS experts, geospatial database managers and all that. And you would most likely just be offering your time, a bit of your time per week or per month to better, you know, for a cause that you are passionate about. So it's usually NGOs and people doing, you know, community impact, little community impact everywhere, all over the world. So you might be in Nigeria now or you might even be in Africa and be volunteering with a group in Southeast Asia or something. So that's one thing that I really like about the GIS Eurisa GIS Corps volunteering program. Another organization you could volunteer to is uh, the Mappers Network. So the attack line is that they don't just build maps, they build mappers. So they also focus on leadership. They spread across different universities across the world. I guess the last guest was also a youth mapper. So I think that this is a very good opportunity for students who are interested in mapping and seeing how they can also improve their leadership skills. So youth mapper is another organization for that. Then the next one is Hot OSM. That's the humanitarian open street map. They have um, a texting manager where you could sign up and also help mapping open street map. So their aim is to make sure that uh, the world is mapped, right? So they have a taxi manager where you can have different tax different assignments that you can map these places based on um, different demands. Sometimes might be for flooding, sometimes might be for earthquakes. So you could also see the course you're interested in and can also map there. So yes, um, another um, organization that I would like to talk about is GISE. I mentioned them earlier. Basically, they are into cartography uh, support for NGOs. So definitely you have um, other organizations or NGOs that might need to visualize their work or the impact they're making where they are. And GISE is an organization that helps them to create maps, basically different types of maps, any type of geospatial visualization that they might need. And basically GISE uses the support of volunteers. So definitely you can just go to their website. They are always looking for volunteers. You can go there and sign up, especially if you know that you have good eye for detail, cartographic uh, expertise, and, and you really like to learn and um, learn and better your skills also. They are a very good opportunity to do that. And then there's also GRMI, Hazard Risk Mapping Initiative. That's a Nigerian-based initiative where you get to apply geospatial and uh, remote sensing skills to flood mapping and hazard uh, detection in Nigeria and Africa, basically. And that's a very good organization that you can volunteer to as well. We'll leave the link in the show notes as well. 
Awesome. There's also the map action, which uses GIS and mapping to work with partners to improve humanitarian response. So basically they do humanitarian mapping. So, and you can also volunteer to this organization to help map to save lives, save properties, and to make the world a better place. Another one I quite like is the map roulette. So what map roulette does is create small tags where people can use to um, update OpenStreetMap. You know, OpenStreetMap is the free you know map of the world, and there's a lot to be done to improve it. So map roulette uh, takes a section of that and just gives people some tags. You know, there are dozens of challenges that people can do. Uh, so that experience mappers can now validate this mapping that has been done. So if you go to your website, you can see a lot of challenges where you can, you know, pick small chunks of those challenges and just try chunks and try to fix them just to make sure that OpenStreetMap is as clean as possible. Third, we, we also have MapSwipe. MapSwipe is really quite interesting because it's like you have a mobile application that you could just swipe through. And, and detect some features. So they have like three steps that you know you can use to to contribute your your skill. So this one is not really difficult. You could do it at your spare time on your phone or your tablet device. So what you just do is you know swipe through select imagery the, of the area that needs mapping. Then what happens is that the mapping you know that information they provide is now used by missing maps projects. You know to know areas that are vulnerable to either flooding or whatever geohazard um, that could happen. Now, these maps now help organizations like humanitarian organizations to now plan their response action. And in this way, you see the chain of, of activities. So yeah. you contribute to, you know, making the world a better place by just swiping through maps. Um, let's go about over this section of organizations where you can volunteer as a mentor or even volunteer to be part of the organization, basically. And I really want to talk about African women in GIS, as well as Women Plus in Geospatial. Now, these two bodies are a global network of professionals and basically targeted towards uh, the women in geospatial. The network has opportunities for you to volunteer, you know, to be part of maybe the management team or part of the you know, community development team. First of all, though, you have to be part of the networks. So you, all you need to do is just sign up to be part of the network. When there are calls for volunteers, then you can contribute or volunteer yourself to, to help. But apart from that, these organizations are very good. Even all these that we've mentioned, they are very good organizations to be part of, whether you are a volunteer or otherwise. There are other opportunities that you can sign on for, depending on your level of expertise or your career level. You know, they're all, always looking for room to grow and expand and even expand their impact. So it's always good if you can just contribute, whether you are an early career professional or you are an expert or veteran, then you could also just try to reach out to these organizations and even many more that are offering whatever it is that you like or what you are passionate about, you see what they are doing, you could just reach out to them and just offer your help or services or volunteer for them as, as the case may be. All right, so the next one I want to talk about is Green Stand. So basically what we've talked about so far, the organization we mentioned so far, organization that you can contribute your mapping skills 
right? Or your leadership skills, for example, if you're mentoring or something like that. But with Greenstand, they have uh, where you can volunteer your skill as a GIS developer. So if you're a GIS developer, you like, you know, working with code, you can also volunteer to work with Greenstand. We're going to um, add the link to this so you can um, sign up if you, you know, interested. So because they have different categories, they have operation sign up and they also have the engineering aspect. So where you know, GIS and just special for in. So you can also volunteer as a mapper or you could also volunteer as a GIS developer. So all GIS developer out there who want to you know try out things or contribute, uh, not through mapping, but through your technical skills, you can also volunteer to this organization. So then we'll just go ahead now to talk about our personal experiences. I myself call myself a serial or chronic volunteer because in the course of my professional development, Many things that I've done have really been targeted at volunteering. So it's volunteering personally has helped me so much. And it has also helped me to contribute to causes that I am passionate about, you know, basically bettering the world and all that. So I think in this section now, we'll just talk about, you know, we'll talk briefly about some of our personal experiences with the organizations that we've volunteered for. Yeah. Okay. Yes, that's really important because we um. So we're not just talking about why people should volunteer and how to volunteer. We are also volunteers ourselves. For example, uh, for personal experience, volunteering has helped me improve my cartographic uh, skill. I was really not really the greatest, you know, when it comes to to mapping. But volunteering to an organization that deals with mapping helped me improve that skill. So. I'm talking about color theory and understanding how you know to mix colors and make sure that you know tell the story you want the map to tell. And you know, at first when I started, I you know it would, the first iteration of the map I made at the time wasn't really great. So I was getting feedback from you know different people who have more experience, and you know with the feedback I was able to you know improve that map. And the final thing was really really interesting. I was even impressed about what I was able to do. So. Just being in that team helped me to improve my cartography skill. So I don't know, maybe if you've experienced something like that yourself. Yeah, even me, I have because especially in the term, in terms of the cartographic skills improvement. You know, when you get to volunteer for an organization that um, uh, basically does what you want to learn about, when you come on as a volunteer, maybe they could give you like little tasks or small. Um, uh, lower level tasks for you to build up on and when you're very good with that you can even progress into higher level tasks and then that's part of what we're talking about cartographic skill improvement per se and even also digitizing so like to be for a gis analyst or gis technician one of the very first things skills that you have to learn is digitizing and georeferencing and if you volunteer for an organization like uh Hot OSM or the tasking manager, you take up projects there. Basically, what Hot OSM and even youth mappers and all those uh, organizations do, trying to improve on OSM, the open street map, basically, you are just digitizing, digitizing buildings, digitizing um, areas and roads and all that. So, digital mapping for OSM is basically improving on your digitizing skills. So, for example, if you have a few hours of volunteering for OSM, and I like one thing about the hot OSM, when you have your profile, you know, you see the type, the number of projects you've contributed to, the number of tasks you've contributed to, the hours of mapping that you have. 
you know, when you see these hours grow and grow and grow, you know that your experience in digitizing is also growing. So it's a very good way to learn digitizing and to perfect your work digitizing accurately and very fast. So that's one of the experiences, the way that I've also learned personally from one of my, um, from at least one of the organizations that I volunteer for. And also there's the, op there's the opportunity to learn new skills. As Ini Obonga said, you know, there are some skills as a geospatial um, professional that you need to know. But even going out of school as an early career person, you might not really have gotten a good grasp of these skills yet. But as a volunteer, you get to work on this project and build these skills. You know, as we talked about earlier, be it technical or soft skills, you get to build on these skills and even learn new things that you didn't know about. Yeah. And we already know that the geospatial um, technology basically improves daily. You know, there are new things that come on board daily. You know, there's LIDAR that is taking the world by storm. There's machine learning and AI. You know, all those things, when you volunteer, you know, for organizations that are doing these things, and if, if they can be so kind enough to improve, in, involve you in these projects that are doing using these things, you might not have had experience with it outside that volunteering space. But once you get the experience, you can then go on to apply it even to jobs that you eventually get. So that's basically the aim, you know, of, of this. Yeah, that's really true. Uh, because personally for me, uh, when I was volunteering for uh, USA, I still am. I, I met someone who introduced me to another organization, which I'm still part of. I think that was, that was really interesting. And I would have gotten that opportunity if I didn't volunteer. So this is where you can meet other people that can open new opportunities for you. And I think it's, it's really interesting. And another thing that is really interesting is also um, on the opportunities is that you can also get opportunities to attend conferences. I, I and Upemi, we're um, opportune to uh, speak at a youth conference uh, about digital earth uh, because we volunteered to um, an organization that we're really passionate about. And that was really a good opportunity for us, right? Because it helped us meet new people. It helped us learn new things. Exactly, exactly. And gave us this global, this global visibility. It's something that you can get, especially when you're, uh, volunteer for organizations that are globally recognized yeah. you get to go to global conferences be it virtual or physical you know you get to do a lot of things globally and basically build your brand even from there yeah yeah absolutely and i think curisa has this system where when you uh, volunteer they give you a point towards um you, you know which you can use to apply for your gips gis sp certification and I think that's that's really you know interesting as well. So if you're also interested in getting certification, you know, USA is one way of you know getting through that. Yeah. So there are many other opportunities. There are many other experiences you can get from volunteering, which you know we haven't captured. And we're really interested in you know hearing what the listeners you know what experiences they might have. You could you know share that with us through email or on Twitter. I think we'll be really interested to hear your picture your you know your experience as well exactly exactly and 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 personally i don't think there are any bad experiences from volunteering other than that you know you have to you know give up some of your skills and your time but then there's so much benefits from it i feel it outweighs some of the costs that you incur from volunteering yeah absolutely uh, I think lastly, we'll just talk about you know what to do next like as a volunteer there's some i feel 
housekeeping rules. There are some things I feel like as a volunteer that we should do. I mean, there are some basic mistakes that we might be making that we didn't know about. But I think I would just like to touch a bit on some of these um, experiences. And firstly, it will be that as a volunteer, although you are not getting paid or you are not getting, uh, it's not a work per se where somebody's breathing down your neck to, you know, give back targets and all that. I feel that as a volunteer, there's a sense of responsibility that we should have. And and some 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 volunteers might be lacking in this. Like from from a personal experience, you know, I've I've come in, in touch with some volunteers that be like, oh, they're not paying me for it, you know, so they can't tell me what to do or not. But it's really not like that because as a volunteer, when you have um, offered your help, you know, to take charge of a task or to take charge of a position, you know, the the entire team is depending on you. To, you know to come through on on what you said you would do at the right time so there's a thing with timelines there's a thing with deadlines and all that and even when you like for example are taking uh, you are in charge of a particular project that a client you know a, a client of the organization is waiting for you know a lot of things might come up but you it's, it's up to you to make sure that you are able to to um that you're able to come through on that project at the right time you know with the right quality so basically don't look at a volunteering uh, opportunity as just or something you can just be like a basical about no you should take it as part of your responsibilities because you basically gave your word and you know these people there are a lot of people involved in projects sometimes and they're all depending on you to come through on your word so please as a volunteer if, if ever you'll be taking up the mantle of volunteering it's really pertinent that you treat it with the utmost respect and dignity and commitment at least as far as that time goes because before you volunteer they already told you you know you already know the amount of hours or per week that you need to contribute you already know the timeline as long as it can go and sometimes even some some of the clients or some of the people that these organizations are working to support they might have feedback they might have you know they might be back and forth about the quality or what you need to do it is up to you as a volunteer to know that this is something you need to see through to the end definitely there will be complaints there will be this and that that's basically part of you know, working in a real world environment, you know, that's part of the skills of working in a corporate environment. Your clients might not be always happy with, with the first draft. So it's up to you to know that you have to go back and perfect the work until the client is happy enough for it. So don't look at it as, oh, I'm a volunteer, I can do whatever I want. No, that's something that we need to be really, really conscious about as volunteers. All right, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And I think uh, that's something that, you know, people should really pay attention to. And communication is really also important. You know, you need to keep communicating with uh, the organizations you're volunteering to so that, you know, you could, you know, keep 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 on track. So like we said, finally, the, the, the skills that you're going to gain while volunteering are invaluable, right? They can help your experience. They could be that skill you need you know, to get to the next job, they could be what the recruiters are looking for. Because if you volunteer, someone might say, oh, this person is really passionate about what you're doing. So that might be a booster for you. So feel free to reach out to an organization you're passionate about, and, you know, volunteer your skills, your experience, your expertise. And I think 
that could go a long way, you know, in making the world a better place. And also, we probably haven't exhausted the list of organizations or you can volunteer your, your, your special skill too. So if you're listening and you think, oh, we missed out any organization, feel free to tweet at us, feel free to send us an email. We'll be really happy to add this to the list. We could you know, keep expanding the list of these organizations and we are you know, hoping to work to have you know, a very a very complete list of organizations that, you know, people in the special community can volunteer to and share your skills. Yes, Inie, thank you for bringing that up. It's a really good idea that we could definitely explore. And with that said, as time goes on, depending on the feedback that we get, we will definitely be dropping a, you know, a link to organizations that offer volunteering activities or that we are sure that offer opportunities for volunteers so that you can also consult this list anytime you want and then we'll be dropping it on the show notes or on our website when it's up definitely yep so look out for that that's something to definitely look out for uh that's something your special africa podcast will be bringing to you as a database for you to consult anytime you feel like you want to volunteer or contribute to a cause that you're passionate about Okay, thank you. So with that, we've come to the end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned for the next episode and um, see you next time. Bye.